Good to see you all. Happy Mother's Day. Um, so I wanted to just say thank you to all of our moms for being here today. Um, my, uh, <laughs> my notes just erased everything. It's fine. I have them in another place because it's not like I haven't done this before. So, um, <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back up your backup. Um, so yes, m- moms are so important. And so we are just so thankful that you've chosen to s- celebrate with us today. Um, I know there's some of you who are having your first Mother's Day. So happy first Mother's Day to you. Um, we, let's give them a round of applause to our moms. Um, so, so special, and uh, I remember my own first Mother's Day, and everyone kind of like you know giving me this little giddy, uh, giddy uh, well wish that day. So it's really special. Um, we, moms, we're we're thankful to you first off that you gave me life, or g- gave us life. You know, my son said that yesterday when we were doing a little pre Mother's Day. It was like, tell, say one thing that you are grateful for for mom, and James is like, for giving me life. And I was like, well, bless you, child, for remembering that. And also, I think I've reminded you a few times, <laughs> right? We, as moms, we, we do say, and don't forget that I gave you life. That's our line. Because it's like a trump card. We win every time. But we, we want to say thank you for all the ways that you care for us um, in really meaningful ways. And just the way that, you know, now we've we started to understand, so for some of us as adults, that the anxiety that you had about the coat as we were going out the door, or safe travels, or don't drive too fast, or be careful when you cross the street, all that anxiety, we, we now understand that is love, right? That's love. Um, you, when you worry about us, that's love. And I have to tell my kids that all my worry is, is love <clears throat> because that's what it is. So thank you for that. Um, and since I have the microphone here, I want to give my own mom a shout out. My mom is, uh, has been consistently my biggest cheerleader, um, always is impressed with me. Like I'm like, you've known me for 40 years. How are you still impressed? She's always impressed with me and what I do. Um, and, and it's just such a gift. And she's really good about meeting my needs in practical ways, especially when I was a new mom myself. Um, and I definitely have to give a shout out to my mother-in-law, uh, Linda, who helped to raise a gentleman who knows about how to make infused fruit water. That was my husband. Um, and who has impeccable handwriting. It's better than mine. Um, and he knows how to dress well and rearrange the living room much better than me. And so, um, yes, thank you. Thank you to Linda for raising a Southern gentleman. I'm really grateful for that. Um, we know that today is hard. Today is complicated. Um, today is, is uh, you know, Mother's Day is one of those days where for us, there is as much celebration as there is um, you know, loss, a sense of loss. Um, some of us have strained relationships with our moms or with our children or people who represent mother figures in our lives. And so we understand and we recognize for all of you who for this day is not a celebration, um, we, we are able to be present with you. We can celebrate um, moms being amazing and we can also hold intention that sometimes it's not perfect. Sometimes it's hard, sometimes there's loss. And and that's the human experience, is to hold those things in tension. And so with you, we are doing that with you today, if you're in that place. But I think what's important is that when we recognize that there's loss or that today is hard, it's because moms are so important, right? It's because moms matter so much to us that we feel so deeply about these people in our lives. And so we wanna make that the biggest message of the day, is that no matter how you're feeling about yourself as a mom, or about your own mother, or about your kids, or whatever those relationships are um, that are happening in your life right now. 
um, to moms are important, moms matter. And so moms, um, so we honor you uh, in, whatever, in whatever season you're in. So for this Mother's Day panel, we wanted to, you know, just focus a little bit on um, some of the, the sappy pieces of motherhood, because I feel like moms can be kind of like, you know, known for the sentimental stuff. And everyone, there's this universal mom sound. It's like, aw, right? That's the universal mom sound. Like, like your kid gives you this you know, card and it's like an X on a paper, you know, when they're starting out, right? And eventually it gets a little more sophisticated or, um, you know, your kids, your kids give you money. That's always like so funny to me because they got the money from me, first of all. And it's like a little bit of money, you know, it's like change or $5. It's like a huge sacrifice. Um, and so there's, what's, it's, you know, motherhood is just like such a funny experience. And we wanted to be able to highlight that because I think sometimes we can feel like, oh man, it's Mother's Day. It's going to be like so sentimental. And, and maybe for some of you, you love that. But for me, I also love the way that humor has saved my bacon. Uh, being able to laugh about things. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes we go, oh, dads, dads are the ones that are always like on the floor tickling and wrestling. And, you know, to be fair, I'm usually not. But I would say that humor has been such an important part of my resilience as a mom. Um, and, and even as, as being a child of, you know, who has a mom. So that's what we wanted to focus on today was just talking a little bit about um, humor and resilience and just kind of pulling that out of some of, of the people in our community. So uh, I'd like to have our panelists introduce themselves. And so we'll just go around, we'll start here. So you two can be sharing a mic and then you two can share a mic. Um, and we'll start here and you can say your name and you can say, um, your kiddo, your how, uh, how many kiddos do you have? Okay, is this on? How do you do I think it is. Yes, is it on? Is it on? That's on. Okay, uh, I'm Barb Goodman. Um, let's see, I'm old, and <laughs> <laughs> that means my kids are getting old. No, <laughs> um, I have two sons. Um, the first one is Nathan. And he uh, is a professor, works at Oklahoma University. And he and his wife, Abby, have four kids. And my younger son, Aaron, who goes to this church, um, has, and his wife, Shanna. <laughs> <laughs> we got a family, family event going on up here. <laughs> and their two children. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. I'm Effie Swanson, and I have three boys, uh, Cade, who is six, Reed, who is three, and Parker, who is two. I'm Shanna. You could hold it, hold it down. Just hold it down. Hello? Hold the, hold the button down, sorry, and it should pop on. <laughs> Just push mute. Hello? Okay, there we go. All right, I'm Shanna Goodman. I'm going to find the right spot for this. I'm Shanna Goodman, and I have, I'm married to Erin Goodman, her younger son. And she also, and Ron, um, taught Erin a lot of really wonderful things that I get to be uh, the beneficiary of, as do my two daughters. Uh, we have two girls. They are, uh, they both have May birthdays. So Ella just turned 14, and Genevieve will turn 10 in a couple of weeks. 
Hi, I'm Susie Kastner, and uh, I'm going to introduce myself with an interpretive dance like my children asked me to. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Can you cue the music? Uh, yes. <laughs> no, I have a 17-year-old boy that's sitting in the back. It's Ian. Wave at everybody, Ian. There we go. He's a junior in high school, and then Sally is 13. She's in seventh grade. Oh, well, we'll I'm not going to dance. Oh, she's not going to dance. He's dying in the back. But but you do get to do whatever you want to do on Mother's Day. So if the last minute you change your mind, we're all okay with that. We're free. Yeah. Um, So I'm Sarah Siders, as Ben mentioned. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, I have two boys who are 11 and 8 and not yet professors. Um, But any, any day now especially the eight-year-old. He's, he's an old soul. Um, so let's dive in to our questions. Um, I wanted to start off with thinking back to before we were moms. So one of the funny things about becoming a mom is that no one, including you, usually remembers what it was like before you were a mom. And the way I always say that, like, however old you are and um, however old your children are is how old you are in mom years. So when I was, my um, oldest is 11 and a half. So I'm 11 and a half in mom years. I'm about to go to middle school in mom years. I'm, you know, awkward in mom years, whatever. And it helps me like place myself properly is like, even though I'm 40, I don't know 40 years of things about parenting. I only know 11 and a half years of things about parenting. And so let's adjust our expectations here. Okay. Um, So that has been really helpful to me. Um, but sometimes I forget about what I was like before I was a mom. And so I would love to hear from you, and we'll start with Susie. Um, what are, when you think back to before you were a mom, if your brain can access that, what are one or two things about you that you know have not changed? My dancing skills. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I told my kids I wouldn't embarrass them a lot. Um, I think, just a little bit, uh, just having, finding sense of humor in everything. I was never that terribly serious person anyways, but um, something in that line. It's hard to even remember. I mean, I know that you just said this. Yes. (laughs) But... um, I, I think, I think I underestimated the amount of fun that we would have. Um, mm. I grew up in kind of an authoritarian type of household, yeah. and so before I was a mom, I remember being incredibly stressed um, about my due date because I was like, I'm going to be somebody's mom. Like that's a big deal. Right. Like I could, you know, whatever I do. <laughs> Could, could impact this little person for the rest of their life or would impact their pers- that person. And so I think I was just really stressed about that. Um, but I think the things that remain are still like the sense of humor, sense of having fun. And I'm an introvert, but my husband's an extrovert and he's always looking for a good time. <laughs> and, so, and so I think that's something that we, we, we were and still are. I love that. Um, Yeah, I hear you on the extrovert thing. I am a starving extrovert, always have been, and I think always will be. So that's been interesting as a mom 
when you're first a mom, there's not a lot of extrovert opportunities when you're home with a baby. But once they get older, that kind of, you can see it coming, like I can see it coming out in my kids, which is fun. Mm -hmm. My oldest is definitely an extrovert, so that's been fun to see. I've also always been really goal-oriented, so to see that come out Mm. in my parenting, (laughs) sometimes, sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't. But that's something that I don't know that, I can change about myself. You're like the mom at the play date, like, my kid walk first. All right, go, go, go. Go, We're going to get 10 steps. Right, and then you get to, like, (laughs) potty training, and I haven't checked that box yet. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So it can be a helpful thing, and then also something that's very growing for me as a mom. Yes, yes. Oh, she had to bring up that perfectionism. Uh, I suppose that hasn't changed either for me. Well, no, that's not true. It's it's lightened up. Um, but what I really want to say was something that has changed. Before I had any kids, I wanted five boys. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was thinking a basketball team. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. your retirement plan. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, I'm not even professional, but just, you know, having oh. fun together. And <laughs> then I had Nathan. Too bad he's not here to hear that. And, oh, I, I'm sure I've told him. <laughs> And after that, it was like, okay, maybe we'll have number two. (laughs) (laughs) And what I have retained, I guess, is uh, spunky goofiness. I love that. I see, I just sit here and I'm mic'd. You can't even tell. I can just amplify my voice by sitting here. So cool. Um, I I appreciate that. I love that humor um, has come up so many times. I think that uh, I, I would say for me, like, what's been interesting is that I still have a very like goofy, playful side. There is probably, I would say almost every day, most days of the week, there's a dance party going on in my living room at some point. Um, there's a lot of craziness and silliness. And, but also because when I became a mom, I had a lot of anxiety about my kids being okay or us being okay and a lot of catastrophizing. So I used to just be like, oh, I'm gonna get on a plane and go somewhere. And now <clears throat> I think through that a little bit more. So that's changed. but. But the spontaneity around a lot of things is still there. So it is interesting to see like how it changes and how you kind of have to adapt to. Um, so thinking back again to before you were a mom, um, I know we were all like really amazing parents before we were moms. Um, I was such a good mom. My kids knew more than one language um, and they didn't watch any television. Now to be fair, they, there were no children. This was just in my head. Um, but I w- had a lot of people that I, that I saw, and so I would, I would always make notes in my head about, well, I'm never going to do that, you know, to myself. So I would be curious, uh, we can start here with Barb. What are, if, you know, I know it's, it's uh, you know, changed over time, but if you can think back to something that you thought, I'm definitely not going to do that, um, or I definitely am going to do that, and then you did the opposite after you actually became a mom and realized what was involved. I actually resonated with my father more. Hmm. And what I wish my mother had done more was was connect better. Hmm. Um, She was just always busy Hmm. and could never, it seemed to me like she could never get to me to have time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not, didn't, damage me forever, but you know, a little bit. A little bit of damage. Let's just say it what it is. Uh, 
But, so I determined to do that and to uh, be more like my father, but even more, because he was playful to an extent, but then, you know, I want more than that with my kids. Hmm, that connection. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's really neat. I appreciate that intention. It's really deep, Barb. I thought my kids would never eat as many hot dogs as they do, so that's <laughs> <laughs> The hot dogs, the yeah. Hot dogs. The hot dog situation. There was, um, it was also kind of interesting, Chris and I were talking about this, my husband is Chris, that there was not necessarily like before we were parents, there was this, oh, we're never doing that. More like after our first kid, we got really smug, right? Because God, I feel like sometimes oh. God tricks you with your firstborn. It's like, oh, this is easy. This kid is compliant. He's sweet. He's well behaved. You can have two more at the same time. Um, <laughs> see, that's, that was our story. Um, but I don't know. We just we had this really smug attitude of like, oh, our kids are never going to act like that. Like, look at Kate, right? Like, our kids are never going to throw fits in the grocery store or whatever. Um, <laughs> and anyone who has met my younger children knows that that is not true. So. <laughs> we were of the other camp in that we had a very strong-willed, very demanding, I love you, Ella Goodman, um, but very demanding <laughs> uh, little one to begin with. So um, I, like, I felt like I had to have my wits about me all the time because I'm yeah. like, I cannot lose this battle ever. <laughs> right, right. And, and so, so I'm like, okay, so we, like, maybe when she was three or four, three years old, maybe we can have another when she's three or four years old. Um, so, but we did see other parents that had kind of angel babies to begin with, mm-hmm. and we're like, you mm-hmm. don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't even know what that next one's going to look like. Um, so true. <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Okay, I was I, hoping you knew. I got lost. Oh, what were we never going to do? Yeah, you're never okay. going to do, yeah. Um, okay, so tantrums. Oh, perfect. That's helpful. That's so helpful. Thank you. Yes. Leslie. And it's in a lovely italic font. Okay, so I think along the lines of, like, my kid's not going to act like that. Like, my kid is not going to throw a tantrum mm. in the grocery store. Well, sure enough, we were going into JCPenney, and Ella wanted, she was two, uh, she wanted, I think she wanted to just walk, and I'm like, I'm not chasing you all over the store, and so I told her if she wanted to go into JCPenney, she would need to get in the little stroller cart thingy. She wouldn't do it. She threw herself down on on the, we were, it was like the vegetable thingy, like before you walk in, and I was just kind of Mortified, and so I called my mom from the JCPenney vestibule. <laughs> Is that how you say that? Vestibule, 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 vestibule. And so I'm, you know, picture Ella, who is now very sweet um, and very compliant. Um, I, I kind of have to act this out. So she is like laying in the vestibule, screaming. I th- I'm not sure if she was face down or face up. But I took out my cell phone, and I was just kind of hiding myself from Ella. <laughs> and I called my mom, and I'm like, Mom, what do I do? She's, like, freaking out. She's, she's screaming, in, and she's like, you've got to go home. You've got to take her home. And I'm like, I have, like, these are errands I have to accomplish. She's like, you got to go. I'm like, okay. So I did. I bundled her back in the car. And, but, but, yeah, for all of the, um, you know, I'm going to be such a great parent, you, you get into these humbling moments, mm. and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. you've got to think on your feet or call mm. your mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. So true. Um, those are all very 
<laughs> I mean, the, the only thing I could think of that I vowed that I'd never do as a parent, it was something that always grossed me out as a kid, was the finger lick clean. Uh-huh. That grossed me out so much as a kid. Yeah. And I was like, I'm never going to do that. Take my spit and put it on my kid's face just to clean it. <laughs> it so wrong. And, you know, Fast forward to having kids, and you're like, I have nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to use my shirt because I don't want to have to wash it immediately. So I am. I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. And, and I remember when I was doing it, just feeling like I died a little inside. <laughs> um, and because <laughs> I'm like, I thought I'd never do this. But um, yeah, I. I, I, I pretty much set low standards. Mm, smart. Yeah, um, because <laughs> I knew I could at least succeed at that. But, um, yeah, I, there's, there's, I could tell stories about my kids all day long. <laughs> uh, and they're hoping you do. I know, because they're here, and I'm looking at one of them shaking their head no at me. So. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That's so funny. That, yes, it is true. Like, you go... Where, where's the you know the liquid the fluid that I have uh, that I have to yeah yeah I did it I mean the recently. licking of the passy after it's fallen yeah. on the ground yeah that happened with the second not the first but uh, yeah that's true that's true it's the second where you're willing to do that that's um, <laughs> you know my kids speaking of humbling situations my kids had like a rite of passage and it was going dead weight in the middle of Moro on 12th Street between what is now the Fat Shack and So Long Saloon. The exact same place. I was like, wow, we're just going to make sure we get this one in. You're officially a cider's boy. You're dead weight in the middle of the street. Um, I think one thing that I thought, so I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and the little hippie darling of the forest, um, you know, outside all the time, making acorn soup and chasing butterflies. And um, so I was sure, we didn't have a television really, we didn't play video games. And I was like, well, I'm clearly not gonna do that. My children will be children of the forest. Well, they were children of the suburbs and there's not really like a lot of, there wasn't a creek behind our house, you know, where we have. And so all these things that like were part of my childhood geographically that made it what it was, were not part of my kid's childhood. So they watched TV, cause we had a TV, Josh grew up with that. And I, so, even just television at all, video games. Oh man, I give, I give the like whole mom guilt trip about video games every time a console comes in my house. So yeah, that, I, that's a whole thing, but I have boys, what am I gonna do, right? It's not my fault. Um, <clears throat> so most of our kids are not here with us, so I think maybe a fair question would be, who is your favorite child? Oh, I can answer that. I'm just kidding. Okay, we've got, we've got people requesting a vote. Always tell the kid it's the dog. Um, okay, I guess we'll skip. I think, I think my youngest thinks it's the oldest, and the oldest thinks it's the Okay, youngest. that is true, though. They both do think it's the other one, um, and so, yeah. Um, Okay, oh, you, it says just kidding on the, on the slide. Okay, that's good, I'm glad. Um, one, one thing that's been interesting for me, becoming a mom, it helped me understand my mom's, just what it's like to be a mom and all the things that when I, when I was a kid, I was such a little darling um, and I didn't, all the things that I was doing wrong that my mom was reacting against that I remember being so horrifying, you know, when I was a kid, 
it was like, how could she do that to me? I was so precious. You know, I was so, I mean, I was definitely not compliant. I was a real big, you know, I knew that, but I was like, but I was also so adorable. And how could she do that to me? And so then when you become a mom, you're like, I know exactly how she could, you know, like lose her temper or whatever. So I'm curious about how motherhood, the journey of motherhood and the different stages has helped to, um, helped you to think about your own mom or give your mom, maybe just have a little bit of empathy in a moment where you go, oh, this is what it's like. Um, I'd be curious. Susie, do you want to start? Or you don't have to. I just am trying to like alternate. So, gosh. I've been thinking about this question and trying to sum up. Anybody that's ever met my mom knows that she's a rock star. She was a single mom with three teenage girls and lived to tell the story because I don't know how she... Well, she told me she... Yeah, never mind. Uh, (laughs) She might watch this, so I got to be nice. Uh, She just taught us how to be steadfast and true, Mm. even in the midst of conflict. You know, my mom could could have shared a lot of stuff that would have tainted my view on a lot of things and from her I mean from her experience and she just kept it positive kept it um but she always made it fun she was a teacher too and so she was everything was she made everything educational I look back now I'm like everything was educational um, <laughs> which is fine it's fine um but she, she taught me how just to be consistent as much as possible. Yeah. And um, I look back now, I've called my mom a lot and apologized mm-hmm. um, just for being whatever stage of life my kids were in, um, which were great, by the way. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, we, our daughter is named after my mom. And when, when my mom came in after she was born and... We're like, her name is Sally. And she's like, but you're going to call her by her middle name, right? And I was like, no, if I was going to call her by her middle name, I would have named her middle name her first name. (laughs) um, So my mom said, that's, thank you so much. Just make sure I'm never called Big Sally. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I I love this so much. I love her so much. Just make sure I'm not Big Sal. That's all I want to know. And I said, I will make sure that that does not happen. <laughs> and she's not. She's still Grandma Sally. Or, yeah. So, did I answer that? In, uh, empathy, yeah. I don't know how she did it. You apologized to your mom. I That's basically a lot. kind of what, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was that kid that she'd find in the tree and go, please get down. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think, um, I think every new stage. Uh, kind of brings a new level of understanding for maybe what she was going through as a person, um, but then also how she always taught us to be very nurturing, very loving. And um, looking back as an adult, I can see where there were times in her life that were really hard, mm-hmm. um, but she didn't ever, you know, we, we always felt really loved. Like we didn't always agree on things. Um, but we always felt very, very loved and very secure in that love and support. And so I think 
knowing that now as an adult and kind of knowing some other things that were going on, I'm like, well, that's, you know, she could have taken some of that stuff out on us or she mm. could have kind of retreated into her own because she's an introvert too. So she could have retreated into her own space, um, but she didn't. She was always, you know, we were always, um, you know, together, lots of hugs, lots of cuddling, that sort of thing. And we do that in our family now mm. too. That's really cool. Um, yeah, Effie? I think for me, it was one of those, maybe this is a better answer for the I'll never do that question, but um, my mom always, she struggled with making motherhood her whole life in some ways. Yeah. And I think now I understand that a bit more um, because she had kids later in life. She had a really long journey to motherhood and it was really important to her. And in a lot of ways, I felt like it was too important. Mm. You know, like she was so wrapped up in me and my sister and what we were. But now I kind of get it. And mm. it's like it's something that I'm very conscious of in myself. It's like, yeah, it, that's probably just because she loved us so much, you yeah. know? And it yeah. was, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about that now and kind of see what, what do I think the right balance is for me and my kids and how do I keep that a healthy balance in my life? Yeah. Um, I recall one of my most, <clears throat> my biggest irritations with my mother was when she would take me to my piano lesson, which was in town. We lived out on a farm. And she'd drop me off, I'd do my piano lesson, and she would go run errands, get her grocery store stuff done, and who knows, all of it. I mean, she had to go to three different stores. You know, you had to go to the one that had it on sale. Right. So, um, it always took longer than my half an hour mm. piano lesson. Mm. So she was always late picking me up. And I have to say now, kind of understand how hard it is to get all those errands in and get everything done and meet the expectation of your child to be there. Right, right. Because yeah. there's usually a kiddo saying, Mom, are you late? Yeah, yeah. You're humiliating me and you're like running all around trying yeah. to do all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I... I guess it might be hard to, to narrow this down, but um, I think that some of us feel like we, <clears throat> we go, oh, I'm a, I'm a baby mom. I love the baby stage. I love the like newborn, squishy, you know, floppy head stage. Or I'm totally not a baby, baby mom. Like, oh my gosh, please, can we fast forward past this? You know, kind of see where I'm going. Or like, I love the elementary stage. I love the teenage stage when they're getting more. And some of us, you know, I'm not in the, you know, Effie and I aren't in the teenage stage yet, but um, I'm curious about, you know, so, uh, in your experience so far, what's been one of the stages of parenting, um, however you would describe that, that's been, you know, the most fun um, or kind of cool or interesting? Do you want to start? Yes, um, I, but I can't do that. It's like every stage... Yeah became the best. Wow, that's so cool. I mean, I really did, you know, sometimes you think you want to hurry up, get such and such an age, but not really. Everyone yeah. was different and was cool in and of itself. And so right now, now's the best time. Mm. They're grown up and they're cool and yeah. we love yeah. each other. And you did it. You made yeah. two cool kids. Yeah. And you just never know how it's gonna go, right? Are they going to be cool when they grow up? You just hope. <laughs> yes, good job. <laughs> you, 
<clears throat> yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I mean, granted, I've only, I'm still in the, you know, six and under stage, but I'm that mom that, like, I cry the night before my kids' birthdays because it means that the year is over. I know. Um, so I've loved every stage. Um, mm. My least favorite, definitely pregnancy. For sure, pregnancy. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's when you can sleep. <laughs> well, I guess before, if it's the first one. <laughs> that's um, so true. So I love babies. So I loved the baby stage. Um, and so I even thought, you know, I wonder if, you know, when my kids aren't babies anymore, when they're not squishy and lovable, and, or they're always lovable, but like, you squishy, know. Squishy, yes. right? Yes, like the there's, squishiness. There's a squishy factor that's super fun. Um, but like, like everyone else has been saying, each stage has been really fun because they can, they're, they're more of who they are. They can yeah. communicate more. They can do more. They can, um, they're just so much more fun. And um, we are entering, well, not, we, we aren't entering the teenage years. We're, You're in it. We're in it. Um, yeah. But it's been a ton of fun. I was worried about middle school and um, yeah. just you know, different things, and, and every single stage has been fun. There's never been a time that I'm like, okay, I want this to fast forward. Um, I know there will be hard times, and there were hard times in each <clears throat> stage, um, but I agree, it's just, it, it just becomes better and more fun. That's cool. Yeah, I'm on the, I've enjoyed every phase camp. Um, it's just, I, I although, I would say so far one of my favorites is when we finally got to show our kids Nacho Libre. That was mm, rite of passage. That was a good, <laughs> yep, same. Good rite of passage. Yep. But um, I think the hardest when I think about hard times as a parent, I think a lot of it was because it was hard because I didn't have the control. Yeah. Um, and I, I was thinking of a couple of them when uh, our kids were wanting to dress themselves. And, you know, I would send them to school wanting to put a note with the kids saying they dressed themselves today. But now, uh, there's, there's, and I have taken pictures of some of, it was more our second born than our first born, but there were some very interesting concoctions put together. <laughs> and I just had to make sure that it was weather appropriate. <laughs> Um, there was a lot of layering that went on sometimes, but that was more a problem. It wasn't so much them, it was more me mm -hmm. because I had to let go. And, you know, were my kids covered appropriately? Yes. You know, would they die of hypothermia? Possibly. Uh, <laughs> but they, I sent a coat with them or a sweater. And, or shorts in the wintertime, Ian Kastner. Um, but uh, that was all, you know, it was m more them being who they were as opposed to me being in control. Yeah. Wow. That is so true. Yeah. That is so true. I, I think you have control. You don't have control. Oh, yeah. And I think that's like when people are on a plane, you can kind of hear a kid is crying on the plane and there's like someone yelling, control your kid or whatever, or it's in your head. And you realize that there's certain moments you can't control your kid. And um, I would say that those are the types of moments, you know, trying to get them to take medicine, brush their teeth. Mm. If I was going to have a stage that I'd straight up, because I, I have loved all the stages, but I do not love at all, in any way, the potty training stage. Uh, for boys, 
because that stage is two years long. <laughs> and some people are like, some people are like, we did it in a weekend, or we let the little darlings like run around in the yard without their pants on. Well, you know what? We did that one time. And then they thought that the outdoors was their bathroom. So then one of them, I don't remember who it was. I truly don't. And I think it's for their benefit that I don't. But we were at Blue Earth Plaza and they're playing the fountain. And since the universe is their bathroom, they were like, I was, oh, I think it was my older one because I remember having the baby and um, I'm holding the baby and I'm just minding my business. And all of a sudden I see my child, you know, doing, doing some things. And I'm like sprinting with my child like across and I'm like, no. And I was like, and that's the end of the bathroom toilet situation. Uh, but yeah, it just went, it was so long with my first that I said with my second, I was like, he's gonna be 15 years old and begging me to potty train him uh, because I'm not, <laughs> you Barb's wanna speak to this? <laughs> Sarah. Yeah. You obviously did not read the best-selling book about how to potty train in a day. Okay, did you write that book? And why did you not give it no. to me? No. <laughs> did, did, did it work for you? No. <laughs> you obviously did not read how to potty train. I think I read and reread. <laughs> yeah, you do. You read. What am I doing wrong here? But boys were stubborn. I, boys are, are, are hard with this, but it is the moments where you're not in control. And that, for me, mixed with the things that are going on in the bathroom, that is like a concoction for crazy for me. So anyway, um, that, that was pretty, pretty hilarious. So I know we are trying to wrap up here. <laughs> I've got lots more questions. Um, so let me ask you this. We've got moms in here who are in so many different stages. And thinking about the stage that you're at and when you were starting out, What's one piece of advice that when you started, you're like, man, I wish, I wish I'd known this. I wish that I'd thought of this. I wish I'd factored this in or had been doing this the whole time, maybe. Um, I, it looks like nobody wants to give advice. This is fantastic. Um, we can move on. <laughs> you, do, you, do you want if you want to take that? Something that you wish you'd been aware of or someone had said to you that you could have implemented? So Shanna Goodman actually gave me a very good piece of advice a little too late. She told me, <laughs> she said, well, Effie, you've got to start as you mean to go on. And I said, what does that mean, Shanna? She said, you, when you set a standard, that's, that's the standard. And so you need to start as you mean to go on. And so practically right now in the potty training stage, yeah. thank you all very much. You Sorry. pray for me. Um, but I decided for some reason that when Parker went potty, he could choose a piece of candy out of the Easter basket. Oops. That was a terrible choice. So <laughs> every mom out there, start as you mean to go on. That's good. So I got that from a book called The Baby Whisperer. And I relied on this woman for the first year of our baby's life. And I was hoping she'd help us get through adolescence, but she died, so she stopped writing books. Um, oh. But... <laughs> Morbid! <laughs> but this book was uh, kind of my Bible, in parentheses, uh, for that first, uh, first period, because 
Um, you know, she talked me through like all of these great uh, sequences and uh, schedule and routine, but it wasn't it wasn't a schedule. It wasn't it was more of a routine. And here's mm-hmm. how you do it. And so the baby whisperer, I can't remember the name, Melinda something maybe. Um, but I gave that. I would buy I would buy copies of that. I would give it to to friends as they had their first. Um, but that really set a stage for me because like okay I. And I think that's why I was also in the I can't lose this battle camp mm. of things because I felt like, you know, if we had tantrums, if we had these different things happening, I would much rather deal with them um, with a small person whose body was one that I could, like, wrap my arms around. Yeah, yeah. Right. So a two-year-old, I'm like, I don't want to, I will deal with this when she's two. I don't want to deal with this when she's 16 and she can just get in her car and storm off and yeah. have bigger consequences. Yeah, Absolutely. I would say that uh, you're going to talk to yourself a lot, and that's okay. Um, I said a lot of, I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss, <laughs> um, to myself, but also just knowing your kid. Um, I mean, they don't come out, you don't know them immediately. You have to really get to know your kid and know what will work for your kid. Because, I mean, I, I read some books, too, and I would read and go, yeah, that's never going to happen with number one. Or that worked with number two, but not number one. And, um, you know, just have realistic, I guess, realistic expectations of um, dealing with situations. You know, a, a timeout was torturous for Sally but Ian could sit there all day long. It was not, he was like, sure, I'll stay here, no problem. Um, and you're like, well, that's not the effect I was hoping. Um, so just knowing your kid and um, pick your battles. Because especially with the, with the clothes thing, I was like, you know what? This is not worth it. Um, this is not worth losing sanity, sleep, whatever, over. Um, you have to pick your battles. And... And let them, I mean, every so often, you know, my kids are great negotiators. Oh, my goodness. They're amazing negotiators. (laughs) Um, But sometimes their ideas aren't that bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so you have to really pick your battles because Mm -hmm. it's just, sometimes it's just not worth it. And, yeah, it makes them feel good, too but they're still not in control and you are still the boss. That's right. That's good. Barb, do you have any advice you, um, that you wish you'd had? Hand. Chill out. Mm. Um, oh, man. Have your, have your structure, but don't freak out with them. Just guide more than thrust them through things. Yeah, yeah. But, man, it seems like... As you're going through, that's the way. And then on the other side, you're like, oh, I could have been way more chill about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah, that's so true. Um, I don't know that I have advice that I wish I'd had. I think I'm always just trying to be present. Um, I'm trying so hard to, like, take pictures with my mind because you just can't, you know, as every stage you go, man, that went fast, right? Like, on the birthday, you're like, man, that went so fast, and I'm just trying to be here in this moment, whatever this is. And there's some moments I'm like, there's, they're fighting in the living room. I'm not trying to be in that moment. I'm trying to get that moment wrapped up. But 
there's just, I'll wake up in the morning and James is playing on the couch, you know, with his little stuffed dragon and his toys and he has, he still has his little high voice and it's so sweet, just the sweetness of it, you know, and it's just like, man, I just, I'm trying to be there in those, be present and enjoy these things because it does go so fast. Be in the moment. Yeah. It's, it's so special. Um, so I, in order, you know, upstairs and um, in classrooms today, we have a lot of dads. And so awesome. So, so thanks to the dads for, for doing that. Uh, we're going to wrap up and bring up our worship team. But I want to say um, just a big thank you to everybody who made this a special day. There was a lot of dads, especially a uh, shout out to pastors Dave, Ben, and Josh for um, all the work that they did behind the scenes to make sure that there was food ordered and the planning and just taking things off of mom's plates, making sure kids' rooms were staffed in um, collaboration with Alicia. Um, of course, Misty with the beautiful photo backdrop. Make sure that you get photos done by Brooklyn, our photographer extraordinaire. Thank you, Brooklyn. Um, we just have had so many people um, just really work hard and put so many details into today. And I feel really loved from that. I'm a, I, I don't like details, but I like when other people like details. Bless you. Um, and so it just looks so good and it's so perfect. So thank you guys. Thank you to everybody for that. There's one thing I have. Is this on? Yep, this there you on? go. Um, I thought you know, it's one of the questions you skipped. I know. I was running out of time. <laughs> Yay, shoot. My biggest joy now as a mother yeah. is watching my children parent their kids. Wow. And they are doing it very well. And furthermore, they apparently had enough good parenting that they chose good wives. Wow. So, and that's, that's sort of a... <laughs> They're going to have a nice Mother's Day brunch. They're going to actually enjoy each other today, aren't they? That's a critical thing. <laughs> it really is. It really but is. I, I'm just vindicated in a sense. Yeah. I mean, didn't do everything right. Right. But they got enough to be raising their children in the Lord and in healthy ways. and That's incredible. Yeah. And, and Barb, like only you could say that, right? right. Like you're yeah, the one up here who, we don't have grandkids yet, but we aspire to. Um, and so I just think that's so special. Thank you for ending us with that. That's really, really beautiful. And that's exactly what we're going for is um, raising people who love themselves, love their families and their friends, love God and who are doing beautiful and good things in the world. So thank you so much for that. Um, a, a round of applause for our panelists, everyone. This teaching was recorded by Tallgrass at the Well. We're building community together by inviting people into the way of Jesus. For more resources like this, visit tallgrassatthewell.church.